What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibbs. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcast resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Before we get any further into today's episode, I would like you to go over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It helps the show to grow up on the charts as well as continue to tell the SID story. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Infocast and sign up for our newsletter at SIDcast.fireside.com. .fm slash newsletter. Now, let's get into today's conversation. So we're back from a hiatus to one of the uh, longer episodes that I've done here in year three uh, as of late with uh, Sammy Wellman. Uh, really excited to talk to her. We finally were able to uh, line up our schedules a little bit and uh, meet on a via Skype that is on a uh, Monday evening. So as you're hearing this now, this is a couple days after we had got done recording. Um, outside of this, I hope you all had a great uh, hashtag thank your SID week. Hope you all enjoyed the uh, praise that you've gotten, the praise that you uh, gave, um, any of the features or any of the uh, video uh, profiles that we had put out um, as a committee. I was really, really happy to meet with everybody um, and super proud of, of the things that I made, not only that I made, but as well as what other people made too. Um, thought it went really, really well, really, really successful. Uh, yeah, can't wait to see what you guys do uh, in between now and the next Thank You SID week. So, yeah, show us what you got. Uh, anyway, like we had mentioned earlier, this is one of the longer shows that I have done, so I'm going to keep this kind of brief. Um, whole basketball crossover, whatever you got going on, I hope that this is going well for you. I know that this is a very stressful time. I know it is for, for yours truly and everybody in the staff around yours truly. So can't imagine what it might be like for some other people. But um, I hope it goes well. Just know that it doesn't last forever. Those are the best parts about tough times is that they do not last forever. Um, but, yeah, I will stop rambling. Let's tell you about Sammy. So the way we're going to start off this this interview, I, I think it's it, it's always funny. I always ask you people, do you, do you know that you wanted to be in the sports or like sport industry, at least growing up? So most people say, yeah. Most people say they didn't know what they wanted to do. Sammy just flat out right said no. Um, which is really funny about the profession that she wanted to be in beforehand. And we had a, a fun talk about what um, the, the, the life like of doing that um, could be like and the different things uh, around that. We also talk about um, moving between offices, moving between being in a uh, like a lone solo department as, as far as um, working at a school to now working for a conference. Um, talk about trying to get recognition at a conference level, uh, talk about uh, some of the students, some athletes coming in who are obsessed with what level that they play at and how that might hinder their ex college experience. Um, I, I use the example, and you might be thinking to yourself, well, what are you talking about? I use the example um, of uh, Nick Simmons, uh, an Olympic 800-meter runner, a uh, very popular guy. Uh, ran the beer mile, did a marathon. Um, he, he's, he's done it all. He's just a world-class runner, athlete, whatever you want to call him. Uh, was one of the top guys in Oregon, I think is where he's from. Uh, he got recruited to obviously go many different places. Um, could have gone wherever he chose to go, but instead chose to go to Willamette in Oregon. And, uh, that's where we kind of revolve the conversation around making the most of your experience uh, wherever you are at. So, yeah, I will stop rambling, guys, and let's get right into it. Episode number 139, I believe, don't hold me to that, of SID Cast with Sammy Wellman of the Cascade Collegiate Conference. And if she wanted to really be in the sport industry when she was growing up, right here on SID Cast. Actually, um, I so I grew up playing soccer. I mean, I played other sports, but soccer was my main sport. Um, 
I went on to play in college, and I started at Cal State Stanislaus, which is a D2 in the middle of nowhere of of California, and then um, I ended up transferring to Azusa Pacific, which at the time was an NAIA powerhouse. Um, I transferred as a junior, um, and when I started my collegiate career, I was a biology major. Um, I was wanting to be a marine biologist, study sharks, and um, other fish and all that stuff. But, um, when I transferred to APU, their biology program is more medical and it just wasn't something I was interested in. Um, so I think, I don't remember if it was end of my junior year or middle of my junior year. I just decided this is not what I want to do because it was hard. I did not like microbiology and, um, I had never been like a bad student in that class. I was struggling. Um, so I talked to my dad about it, um, and he actually said I'd always been a good communicator, so he suggested I looked into communication studies or journalism. Um, I did not want to be, like, a speech person, <laughs> so <laughs> journalism would be a better option. Um, and then from there, I had to uh, interview someone in the journalism field as part of my one of my class requirements and I had gotten to know Joe Reinch from APU at the time um, he was our SAD for women's soccer so I interviewed him and then I remember one of my questions was like how did you get started and he said that he had interned with um, sports information and I was like speaking of internships I need one of those to graduate too so can I intern with you and then from there, it pretty much was just, I loved it. I didn't want to not be a part of athletics um, once my college career was done. And so that was a way where I could combine um, my love for writing and then also sports. Yeah. What did you, I mean, what was it about marine biology in the beginning? Because I'm kind of like, me and my dad love fishing, but I'm also scared of sharks. So See, I love sharks. Like they're just the coolest animals and I know they're like really I mean I'm I still am afraid of them. Like uh-huh. they are definitely like intimidating animals, but I just think they're so cool. Um so I actually was born in Minnesota and then we moved to Southern California when I was like 4. So I grew up um in Torrance, which is right by the beach and I just loved the beach and I remember my freshman year of high school, I had to, I didn't want to do PE, so I did, I ran cross country, and I was terrible, I'm not a runner, I was a goalkeeper for soccer, so not a runner, um, and I remember, like, we would run to the beach as part of, like, our practices or whatever, and if I ever saw dolphins, I'd just sit and watch, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, I gotta go back, so <laughs> I just, like, love the ocean, and, um, you know, the, the animals, I love whale sharks are probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. animals and um, I actually got to swim with them on my honeymoon so that was really cool yeah I what was it uh oh what was that show it was on discovery dirty dirty jobs I think is what it's called yeah uh he found they found was it a Greenland shark and it was something like 250 years old yeah they they can live like 400 years or something like that, that is insane to me that that probably more qualified to you know run the world if it wanted to it's seen some stuff i mean well i i say seen it's just water <laughs> and yeah. they're blind i think so i don't know what'd be different about it but so you switched uh your career path a little bit and you say you fell in love with it um what were some things that they had you do early on i mean what were some things that maybe you didn't expect to do that you had to do in the in your first couple of years yeah uh so i started in the spring of my like technical senior year so I graduated in December so I got an extra semester um but that spring um they kind of gave me the lead and on softball um so I was statting games um writing the recaps and Gary Pine who's athletic director there now um he would like go over my recaps uh, with me afterwards to kind of like help work me through some things of whether I was writing um, in passive tense or whatever. Cause I mean, how you're taught in like journalism class is not always how you mm-hmm. write as like an SAD. So, um, just help me learn that way. And same with Joe. Um, and I remember 
that one of the days they told me that I was going to be doing like public address and I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan of that. Uh Um, so I remember, I think my parents came up for that game or something and they were like, we're here to support the PA announcer. I was like, you guys are so weird. Um, but I just, I was like so nervous and APU softball field, the press box is like literally on a big pole. Like you have to climb up, I don't know, like 10 feet or something like Mm -hmm. in this like bird's nest type thing. And it's, so it's already like nerve wracking because it's, you're like up on this pole and if there's any wind, you're like, okay, we're going to blow away. Um, but so that was that. And then I'm doing PA and, oh, I just, I felt like it was like, everyone was like, who is this girl, like little girl on the mic? It is what it is. Cause I say this a lot on the show and I don't know if you've heard this. I know a lot of people have, um, as we round out, thank our SID week. My first ever boss, Zach Short, who's at Madonna now. Um, I was at hockey and, uh, we went to, um, play the national anthem and you know, that stupid noise that goes when it can't find the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess who had to sing the national anthem? (laughs) Wow. So I, so I, you know, everybody's like, oh, PA, it's so scary. I'm like, oh, you try singing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to. So something had to happen, and and it is whatever. You know, I always something to what you said about uh, being taught a certain way of how to write. Uh, I kind of had like a crisis when I was in high school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was kind of like, I wasn't really the best at school. I thought about being an EMT and things like that. And um, I was like, I'll just be a sports writer. So I learned how to write, you know, that kind of style. And then my first ever recap I did in the SID office at Indiana Tech, uh, I went to wrestling the next day because I was on the track team. Uh, I was a cross-country runner, and I was kind of fast. So went to the track meet, wrote about it on the way home, and the next day I went to a wrestling meet, sat down with him. He goes, let's look at your recap. And he goes, command A, backspace. So that was kind of like, you know, trial by fire and stuff yeah. too is also good for, for, for development like that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It, like I remember, I think, I think it was Joe. Um, like I remember he was like, Oh, read this line for me. And I read it and I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something like the Cougars led blah, 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 blah. But I had spelled lead as in lead L E A D. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, I was hoping you'd catch that. And I was like, Oh, like I didn't even think about uh-huh. it. And I don't know if it's like the, the previous science major in me or whatnot, like putting lead, but like ever since that has stuck in my mind. So like I'll see every once in a while, like either I'll catch myself or like I'll, I've seen like pro tweets and um, releases that like use the wrong lead. I'm like, that's not lead, that's lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do uh, whenever we have to like, proof some of our social media posts every once in a while there's something that kind of slips by and then it's a lot different because my last job was d2 and if we had a typo like who cares maybe (laughs) one or two people would say something about it you do this here and everybody told you about it and it was for soccer (laughs) so that's it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy like that but uh so how important do you think it is for people first getting into the business, maybe an underground like you or I back in the day, um, to have those kind of experiences, those learning mistakes. What I'm kind of noticing here as of late, when I try to critique something that one of our undergrad interns has done, um, they always, not really personally, but they feel like they have to defend themselves. Yeah. What do you think is a way for them to kind of, or a way for us to kind of mentor them a little bit so that they can feel like they can make a mistake in a safe environment. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that like when I was working with student workers, like I tried to really um, encourage them rather than like, you know, I don't want to make them feel like they're idiots. Mm -hmm. Um, We at CBU, um, we had a lot of student workers doing like inputting stats and um, working a lot of the tables. And I remember like whenever I was working volleyball, um, we'd have I'd have a student worker be like, "Sammy, the stats are wrong," and I'd be like, "It's okay. Like, mm-hmm. print me a play by play. I'll try to check you, and we'll fix it at the next one. Just keep going." 
Whereas, um, like, there'd been other people that were like, oh, no, give me this computer. Mm -hmm. I need to fix it. Like, you can't handle this. And, like, and so, like, I just, I noticed that with my student workers, like, they tended to gravitate towards my leadership style a little better because I was a little more, like, hey, it's okay because I've been there. Like, my first time ever inputting volleyball stats, uh, I thought I had messed up the whole score. I was crying afterwards and like, you know, like the end of the world happened. And I remember the other SAD was like, just send me the file. And they were like, oh, you just missed a couple overs or like here or whatever. And like afterwards, I was like sniffling back to my office. And our coach was like, are you sick? And I was like, no, I just thought I ruined your game. Uh, and so like, I don't ever want someone to feel that way. And like, oh. it wasn't like anyone was teaching me at the time. Like I was on my own at that point. Um, uh, in a different circumstance, but it was just crazy. Cause I mean, like, that's not, you don't want to be learning volleyball stats under like fire and being put into the, <laughs> the ringer, yeah. but that was just the situation that it was. And, um, so like, I just have always tried to be like encouraging and I know like I've had that experience too where um I've told someone like hey you know like we really got to make sure we get the student names right like that's something that's that parents see like Mm -hmm. especially with sidearm in some of these schools like they highlight the names and so um like if you spell it wrong like it's pretty noticeable whereas if you're doing like a play-by-play so like you're doing like a baseball story and you know you're saying that cb1 seven nothing and then you only go into detail about six runs like people might not catch that but like they're gonna catch it if you say the wrong team that you're playing or you say the wrong um or spell the names wrong or whatever it is like people tend to notice those things and so like I remember telling that person like hey like we really just can't do that and he took it like so personally and I was like it's it's not a knock on you like Uh I still think you're doing great like I'm just saying like that's one mistake that we can't really do like like, I understand mistakes are going to happen, and, like, it is what it is, but, like, just know moving forward, like, try to be a little more cautious on making sure the names are right, you know, and, like, I've made mistakes, like, I've, I think I've written the wrong opponent, mm-hmm. like, already on to, like, game two instead of game, the next game or whatever, like, <laughs> people call me out, I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, I was already, <laughs> I was already on to Saturday, I was trying to move forward. <laughs> yeah, that was once I got uh, four outs in an inning. My first solo oh, yeah. day for softball. I don't know how, <laughs> but That's what I'm like, like especially like the higher scoring games, like, mm-hmm. or if you're saying you know basketball went on a ten nothing run and like you're talking about those different points, but then like people are like, wait, I'm only counting nine. Like you forgot the and one or whatever it is. Like <laughs> people might not mm-hmm. fully think that through unless they're actually like reading it and being like, okay, so two points for John, three points, you know, like yeah people aren't going to notice that much if they're just going through reading it. But unless you're like really observant, I feel like I pick up those things, but that's just me. <laughs> I like what you said about also kind of reinforcing some of the stuff that like, yes, you can make mistakes, but Hey, you need to be cautious or you need to be thorough. Um, I, Cause I, in the back of my head, I was thinking like, well, if you're kind of like a little too hands off, they might take advantage of you, Yeah, you know, and, and you might be catching things like, damn, there's a lot of mistakes in here, maybe. Right. So yeah. I kind of like the little bit of the reinforcement and, and the, hey, you're so, you can you can work here, and it's okay to make mistakes, but we're going to work toward you being maybe not 100%, but like 90% or 95%. Yeah. So. yeah, like that's something that I've tried to like, well, especially now that I've left CBU, I've tried to like back off because like mm-hmm. there are things that I catch that I'm like, dude, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... But yeah, like I, like I've even made mistakes. Like I, even with the cascade now, like I catch myself either spelling names wrong or whatever, and I'm like, oh gosh, you really got to be like better on that. So, like I just try to, you know, I try to give myself grace and also give other people grace. But at the same time, like if I make a mistake, I'm like, okay, I learned from that. Like I'm not gonna make that mistake again. And like I hope people do the same thing that work for me or you know are under my you know leadership or whatever I just hope that they you know don't just keep making the same mistake like file it back and like Mm -hmm. try you know remember like oh yeah I spell her name this way instead of that way or you know maybe I go back and reread my story one more time before I submit it or whatever it is 
So let's get back to some of your background here a little bit. So you, you did your whole time at APU, um, and now it was time to go. So where were you at with life like after that? Did you still want to be in sports information? I mean, what was life like during that whole time for you? Yeah, so I graduated from APU in December of 2010. Um, and so, like, December is not necessarily the best time to be looking for an SID job. Um, so I, I think I was still in the area, but obviously I needed, like, a job and um, – I ended up doing, like, uh, search engine optimization for, like, a windows and doors guy. <laughs> so I was writing about, like, screen doors and window screens and super fun stuff. But yeah, it made And then, um, you know, that spring I really just worked hard to try to get uh, into sports information, whether it was a GA position or a full-time. And I happened to get Humboldt State um, – as an assistant SAD. So it helped because, um, their football team was in the APU, uh, football conference. Um, so Gary, who's now the AD at APU knew, um, the SAD that was at Humboldt. Um, so that kind of helped me get an in. Uh, and then I started like June of that year or something like that. So, um, and then it was just hit the ground running June, um, started there and then eventually decided I didn't want to be at Humboldt State. Um, there, it's a very uh, unique environment. Um, it's I don't know if you've ever heard of it or been to there, but it's I've never been to California, so okay, yeah. So it's um, pretty much as north as you can get without getting to the border. Um, so it's, but it's like very. Um, you know, a uh, very small town type fa- feel. Mm-hmm. Um, like there at the time, I think now that it's different, but at the time when I first started there, there like wasn't even a target, um, you know, in Eureka, which is where, or in, I don't even remember now. Um, Eureka had more like mom or uh, more commercial restaurants and shops and okay. stuff. But even then you like, you if you wanted like real shopping or like real food you had to go to like a big city so like I remember coming home my parents would be like where do you want to go for dinner or lunch or whatever and I'm like anywhere but Applebee's because that is the only chain restaurant in the area and I don't know if that's changed like I'm like mom and pops are great but like sometimes Mm -hmm. you just want like in and out or (laughs) like you want some easy food and I, I think even like Jamba Juice there wasn't even like a Jamba Juice so it was just um it was very small town and I'm definitely a city girl. So that was kind of the goal is to, I got eventually went to San Francisco state and then came to CVU because I was from SoCal and that was kind of, um, wanting to get back home and eventually did. ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. So yeah. it was time to move on from that for you. I, I want to talk a little bit about something that you had mentioned, um, earlier about taking that job that i mean it sounds like you had a lot of fun with it with the screen doors or screens and doors oh. <laughs> or windows and doors whatever the hell it was yeah so we talk with a lot of people who have had to do something like that just to make it work yeah. um what was that like for you even because you were still trying to do a job but you still had to do it effectively for somebody right. like me if if you told me i had to go what's something i don't like Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. If I had to go sell like car parts yeah, and I'm like still trying to get a job in sport, like I'm checked out mentally. I mean, what would that be like for you? Um, I mean, it was challenging. Like there's, you had to like hit word counts, which I think helps like, you know, later on. Cause it, it, it helped me keep my writing tight. Um, that was one thing I think my professors at APU were always talking to me about, like how, like we don't ever have to work on like you writing tight, like you, you write pretty tight. Like sometimes we need to like open you up a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, but why? Like, why do I have to use extra <laughs> words, you know? Um, and so, you know, you had a specific like word count you had to hit, but you also had like certain words that you had to use, um, because those are the words that like people are searching for. And, um, so it was interesting like doing that. And then it also, you know, kept me, I guess, motivated because, um, I was doing it from home, like, uh, I wasn't oh, yeah. going into an office or anything. So, 
um, you know, I'd have to make sure that I was actually doing the work that I needed to do and not just like hanging out, you know, and, um, making sure that, you know, I hit deadlines and all that stuff for the boss that, um, he was sending them off to the companies and all that. So you're around, you leave Humboldt state, like you said, big city time. I mean, it's okay. A lot of people like, don't like the big cities like me. I was in Fort Wayne for one year, and I'd never want to go back because it was just like, you know what people did there? And I was just a little tangent. People would cut off ambulances to oh. not lose their spot in traffic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, L.A. traffic is bad, but I don't know if it's that bad. If it's like a-hole bad, you know? Like, yeah. somebody could be dying right now. Right. <laughs> and you really just want to hit this light, like, but... Anyway, that's all right. So you move on, you go from the NAI, maybe even D2 space. I don't know where AP was at at that time. So now you're at San Francisco State. Was there any sort of um, change or shock for you moving in that level? Or was it just kind of a seamless transition? Um, no, not really. I mean, Humboldt was a little different because uh, it's, it's like the only show there. Like there's not much going on. Right. You don't have um, you know, pro sports really competing for your attention or anything like that. So I think that was kind of cool and indifferent. Like people actually really cared about the teams. Um, and people, you know, were invested in like football games were like a big deal. Like, I think, I think we had a game of the week and it was, um, crazy. Cause there was like a former Viking that was the, one of the commentators and I grew up, you know, a Vikings fan. And uh-huh. so it was like, Hey, like, I don't even know who you are, but Hey. Um, and then San Francisco was a little bit of a shock, like from that, because you have so much more, um, saturating the athletic mm-hmm. media out there. So you have, you know, not only just proteins, but you also have division ones and, um, so you just you're not really getting the same attention um so like even when like you have something big it's like how big is it like is right. it really that big you is know is it 49ers so, big or whatever right yeah. like i think i think like one of the biggest moments was when a kid hit a buzzer beater and like he was on a ESPN top play or whatever but even that like it was like okay it's there and then it's gone <laughs> <laughs> You had your 15 minutes, yeah. 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 So what is it like now, and we'll kind of get to how you got here, but working for an NAI conference trying to break that, because now you're working with schools in the Pacific Northwest where you have Oregon, you have Washington, you have the Seahawks, you have Trailblazers. Like, what what are some strategies that you've taken away from USF and CBU and how you apply it now? Well, what's really cool about the Cascade Conference is, like, it's – I mean, I'm constantly writing about how ranked teams we have and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like they're a legit conference and it's not just like they're known for one sport. Like I think the, I haven't looked at the one today, but like the last, um, women's cross country poll had six of our 11 or t- 10 or 11, um, teams on the list. Like mm-hmm. two were receiving votes before we're ranked, but like, I mean, that's like impressive and, I know cross country doesn't always get the love that like other people do, but well, like it does not, <laughs> you know, so change. So, yeah. Um, but like, that's exciting. Like that, I, don't, it's, I mean, it's sad cause like not everyone knows, so it can go to like the national championship, but like, it's still like crazy that like, those are the competitions and those are like the fun, like championships that go down when it is like a big, um, you know, heavily competition, um, you know, field, you, like, you're not just having one team just constantly, like, just dominating, which, um, when I was at APU, I felt like we were one of the teams that just kind of, like, we were always ranked in the top five, probably, I mean, I went to nationals every year that I was there, um, but, like, you're, you're just, you, we had more of, like, a competition than GSAC, but then when everyone, mm-hmm. like, started going division two, I felt like, now there's not like a whole lot of competition and now things have gotten like so different i remember seeing the rankings earlier and i was like what i didn't even know that team was good because when we played they were not good uh, but yeah it's just uh it's cool to be a part of it i mean last year we had like multiple teams win um national titles which is exciting um 
it's it'll be interesting to see like how this year plays out with um all the different sports that we have like i mean right now it's just crazy because you have Mm. we just had cross-country championships and then this week is our soccer and volleyball tournaments and then um like i feel like i've just been like non-stop writing (laughs) (laughs) like even today i'm like trying to like get finished some soccer stuff and i have like the nai office has sent out like the last rankings for cross country and i was like can you hold it like please no i have to finish other stuff yeah (laughs) right right but yeah uh it's definitely i don't think people realize this every time even in high school kids always get caught up in what level yes i think the best example of someone who completely ignored it was uh nick simmons and he went to willamette it's a d3 but still yeah. He was one of the top runners in the country, 800 meters, like, Olympian. And he didn't want to go to Oregon because he didn't feel it wasn't a fit for him. Yeah. You know, like, his home was at Willamette. So, yeah. I don't know. I think eventually some people, have they've got to get to a point, and I know it's getting harder and harder and harder. And I, I just spoke with uh, one of our guys here at Indiana, J.D. Campbell talking about how he used to be able to open up a newspaper and there'd be a small college column and then there's not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to really be your own news service here. And even, and now we need to market our schools more than ever because we are really the front porch and we're our own news source. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of alluded to it a little bit. So you left USF. Now you're going to CBU. Um, they were NAI at the time. Am I remembering that right? No, they were, I I started at CBU September of 2013, which was the first official year of the transition to D2. So mm-hmm. I just missed the final year of NAI. So technically, yeah. Yeah, so um, they weren't, like, eligible for postseason or anything. Um, wait, no, I was the first. I don't even remember. It's so long. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I was, I was the first official year of D2. So we were officially eligible for postseason that was correct um because both our soccer teams went that fall and i remember that was crazy because uh, everyone was so excited but um but yeah like i so i was there for the first year of division two and then the first um year of the transition to division one so um not obviously they're still going through the transition mm-hmm. and not eligible for most um postseasons but um i was there for the the first part of like competing in the whack and all that stuff okay awesome so what was it like kind of managing that transitional period i mean you, you know and even what's the tone around the university because all these athletes know maybe even seniors know hey i could win the conference tournament i'm not going to a postseason right yeah i mean that was that was something our coaches really had to um work on recruiting with because um and I think they still have that struggle sometimes where you know it I think this year especially for some of the teams like they've gotten their you know first year of division one and some teams are like doing really well and they're kind of like oh wait like we we really can't go to division like we can't go to the postseason like we weren't we like knew that but like we weren't really expecting that yeah um but I think like the biggest thing has been um, just the level of play has gone up. Like I remember, I mean, even my last year, the last year of division two, like I've, most of the teams put like all their eggs in their basket, trying to win a national title. Um, and some teams were so close. Like it was crazy. Um, oh, our men's soccer team totally could have won. I just felt so bad for them. Like there was, they lost to Pomona in the, uh, West region, like championship game. It's, I mean, they don't get the title for that. It's a super regional, but, uh, I remember, like, it was a bad goal. And, like, I mean, I was a goalkeeper, so I get... You know, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like, it was bad. But anyways, like, they were, like, so close to tying the game. And, like, this poor little freshman put out the wrong foot. Like, if he had just gone with his left, it would have gone in because he was wide open. But And I remember I was there because I'm, like, filming the the game on my... Or the part on my phone to, like, try to, like, tweet it out or, like, you know, get all this... And I remember just dropping my phone, like, no! (laughs) And so, like, uh, 
but even then, like, the first year of the WAC, it was, like, exciting because, you know, you're the new kid, so, like, not not a lot of people are expecting much of you, and, like, women's cross country just dominated and won the championship, um, which I think everyone was like, oh, whoa, where did these TVU people come from? And, like, my thing is, like, if you, if you like, paid any attention to us, like, you would have known, like, our cross country teams, like, are really good, so that doesn't necessarily mean, like, they're not going to be good in Division One, like... Mm-hmm feel like cross country and like track is like a you know maybe those are sports that can compete with each other yeah yeah especially like cross country because you're you're you know racing like the pretty much the same lengths and stuff um yeah but um yeah and then even like men's basketball like their record didn't reflect like how close some of the games were like they were i think one or two points um, from wins a couple times, like came down to the wire and just didn't fall our way. Like, um, I mean, they ended up going to the postseason, and even that, like, because they can go to a non. I think they went to the CBI. I forget now. Um, but they, uh, like, even that game, like they should have won. Um, it was like close, but just didn't fall our way. Um, and so, like, there's definitely like a shift in just the way they like are performing and um obviously like they want to like no kid wants to like sit out and not bait in like postseason but I think they're taking their seasons a little more um at face value and like trying to really win those camp conference titles so that like they are still getting something out of it and like some of these kids are using it to like propel themselves into like future pro um careers where you know, as a D2 athlete, you might not get that experience or really exposure, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like you said earlier, like, people get caught up in, like, the levels and stuff, and uh, unfortunately, like, I think sometimes there is a stigma of, like, that where it's, you know, you weren't NAI, or you weren't NCAA Division One, so I don't really want to pay attention to you, but it's like, yeah, but, like, he can ball out, or yeah. she can ball out, you know, like, don't just write them off because they're D two or D three or even NAI athlete. Like just because you're NAI doesn't mean you're less than D three. Like that's one thing I remember with APU. Like I mean, we we'd compete against Division one teams and either beat them or be right there with them. It's like yeah, <laughs> don't count us out. Even that was like the I remember my first year of Division two at um, CVU. Like I mean, I was friends with a lot of the CC two A SADs because I was in the CC two A and. I remember, like, some people being like, man, CBU just keeps coming into the postseason. And, like, they were, like, angry about it. And I was like, just because you're NAIA, it doesn't mean we can't compete at D2. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, That's don't what, just um, write us off. I, I, paid, I pay a lot of attention to, to cross-country still. Um, it's one of, like, I am cross-country's facilitator in our office because nobody really understands what the hell is going on except yeah. me. So, um I, I pay attention to a lot of these races where Grand Valley State in Michigan, where Western University in Colorado, and even some SoCal, some NorCal schools are like, and Adams State in Colorado are still like, they could go to probably the Big Sky Championship, and outside of Northern Arizona, those D2 schools could get second, and it doesn't really matter. And I yeah. think, it, like, with that sport and a couple other sports I can think of off the top of my head and basketball here lately, I don't know if you've been paying attention to all these early season, like, exhibitions and games and stuff. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, but some of them are, like, the the gap is getting closer. Yeah. Because, like, Washington and Ventus beat Howard. Yeah. And Davenport beat Grand Valley. Gra- Gra- I say Grand Valley. Davenport, re- Davenport beat Grand Canyon in Grand Canyon. Yeah. Because so, Grand Canyon is in the WAC, uh-huh. and so, like, my husband is on uh, on the staff at CBU, and so, like, yeah. every, especially after games, if I'm in the office, like, they're all talking about all that stuff, like, man, did you see da-da-da-da? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I was there. GTU is supposed to have, like, the best home atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in college when Davenport was in our conference, and we were NAI. Oh, so and they're just they just went D two and they can still like run with GCU yeah. like it, it's it's whatever you can just throw the you can just throw a level out the window and experience is what you make it. Speaking yeah. of experiences, so um, 
you're at a spot now to where you kind of get to work a little bit remotely. I mean, what is it like going from uh, a school office to a conference office and how does it help your relationships? How does it help your work now that you're working with, uh, I don't know, a handful of schools? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely different. Like I, um, I think I wasn't expecting some of it. Like Mm -hmm. Mondays are definitely a busy day for me. It's when, um, the player of the week, you know, awards come out and, um, and then of course now we have like all this other stuff going on, but, uh, player of the week, like obviously when you're on like the team side or the school side, like you're always like, oh, my kids should totally get it. And then sometimes you see stuff and you're like, all right, okay, I guess he gets it. But, like, sometimes you're like, what the heck? Like, why didn't my kid get it? And, like, now on the conference side, like, sometimes I have those times where – and we vote. Like, the SADs vote in our conference. So, like, you get – sometimes you get, like, an automatic person where it's, like, five votes to two or whatever. But sometimes, like, today, like, there's three votes to three votes. And, like, I have to be the decision maker. And I'm like, oh, it's so hard. And, like, sometimes it's, like, even harder because it's, like, apples and oranges where uh, you have, like, I think, like, one one week we had attacker and one was a middle blocker and one was a, a outside hitter. And you're, like, okay, like, this person had so many kills, but this person had so many blocks. Like, which one's better? Like, yeah. you know, trying to sometimes get into that is, like, crazy. Um, but so that's been, like, interesting. And then um, – we have had a little bit of a turnaround in the from the school SID conference um, status. Like, there's I don't remember like five new SIDs or something this year. Um, so having to kind of and me me being new too. Like sometimes there's stuff I'm not aware of that um, all of a sudden like it's like oh hey make sure they do this and I was like oh I didn't even know that was a thing. Like so I'm you know trying to make sure that the new kids are doing things the way the ccc does and like um you know there's a, been a qu- quite a few people asking me questions like so how do i do this like mm-hmm. i'm supposed to be doing what like and they like i there was a new there's a new sid at, SID at uh, multnomah and like he, they hosted a golf tournament and he had no idea that like he was supposed to be doing the recap for it and so <laughs> he's like i didn't know what do i do and i was like i'll send you the login here you go like, uh-huh. all the information um but, like, stuff like that where I'm, like, I've been there where I've been, you know, the new person. And people are, like, well, why didn't you do that? And you're, like, well, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's always hard to, like, know how to do or know you're supposed to do something when you're not aware of it. So um, that's been something to try to kind of help everyone just make sure we're on board. And, you know, I'm learning. Everyone else is learning. So, um you know, we're trying to do that. It's kind of like we were talking about before, like giving each other grace, but like at the end of the day, if they're constantly not doing something they're supposed to be doing, then it's like, okay, I have to be a little more of a bad guy and be like, Hey, like, remember you're supposed to do this or whatever it is, but that hasn't been the case. That's the SADs and the whole conference have been great. They've Mm -hmm. been pretty welcoming. Like half the time they're doing stuff before I even ask for it. So it's been great. Like, you know, like the, even like, Cause I tend, you know, I work from home and I have a almost one year old. And so, um, I am trying to do most of my work when she's sleeping and, um, you know, sometimes that can be late nights and I know a lot of SADs work late nights, but like on a Monday, no one really wants to work late at night. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Especially and, with a kid. Right. So yeah. like there's times where I'm like, Hey, uh, can you send this to me? And like, people are pretty quick to turn around. So like I have time to work on stuff, but, but yeah, like it's been, it's been different, like doing a lot, um, doing a lot of graphics and, um, just trying to like, you know, keep our social media presence up and really just, um, you know, get the word out of all the cool cascade conference, you know, teams that are doing such great stuff. You mentioned it earlier. We'll want to talk about it here a little bit. How are you going to describe your job to the new girl once she gets old enough? I mean, she's already trying to help me. Um, <laughs> like today I had a, we, we had sent out, uh, or I had sent out the ballot for um, all conference volleyball. And one of the uh, coaches was like, hey, my girl's stats wrong. And I was like, my daughter probably deleted that on accident. My bad. Um, you know, <laughs> but um, I think, you know, just like showing her like, 
you know, it's cool to be in sports and be able to write about it. Like, I don't want to be necessarily the one that's just glued to her phone and glued Mm -hmm. to the computer, um, which I think has been me in the past. Um, I think once I had my daughter, it just kind of shifted that perspective, which is part of the reason I left CBU is that um, I wasn't willing to be all in all the time um you know I want to be there for her and um be able to balance you know my professional life along with my mom life and you know once she's old enough to be playing games and stuff I want to be there for some of them I don't want to miss out on any of that so um you know like obviously she's going to grow up around sports my husband's a basketball coach um I played soccer so we'll see which one she picks um (laughs) but um, you know, being able to, and then even just like showing her, like, I don't, I don't think I ever knew like what an SID was. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I thought much of it. Like I know some people, um, I think like coaches do the recaps or other stuff. Like I remember there was a tournament with San Francisco that, um, one of the moms or something went to the coach and was like, that was such a nice write-up. And they were like, no, that was her. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you know. Or, like, even when I was at CBU, I went on the basketball trip and, like, all the women's team were like, you're CBU Lancers? Because I was doing social media. And, mm-hmm. like, that was my nickname for the rest of the year or the rest of their careers, really. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, but, like, being able to, like show like, show her the development of an SAD and, like, you know, she probably will be statting by the time she's four. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Put her to work. Right? Like, I mean, I, I pretty much statted a basketball game while on leave, which is not really what I'm supposed to do, but that happened um, because um, the the school that we were at was in a pinch, and so I ended up doing it from um, home where I was watching it and statting it on my computer <laughs> with my daughter. I think – what she was probably like two or three months if that well she, she was born in december so basketball season it was probably like january or february so one or two months it was crazy <laughs> impressive yeah, not, i would say not what you want to do but like i'm uh-huh. the type of person that like gets stuff done which is like can be a fault of mine but whatever like got it done <laughs> right you never and hopefully you never see, there's a little more pressure because like my husband's on staff so it was like hey uh we need those stats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to transition to part of the interview where I like to ask some fun questions. So the first one I have for you, Sammy, um, favorite memory in your professional tenure? Um, let's see. I mean, it's not really one, but I really enjoyed being a part of the women's basketball run to the championship title. Um, I think it was my second year um at cbu they went from you know the cinderella story where they won the regional title and then um we're just like steamrolling like they were like beating their opponents by like double digits by the time they hit the championship game and i mean the championship game didn't go their way they the other team i think had lost a player during the year and so they were just fighting for something else uh like something more and so um you know obviously like those you're like okay like that was you guys really fought for that and you Mm -hmm. had more to fight for but like it was just like heartbreaking to be a part of that but it was so fun to be on that run with them and like the girls were just so excited to like be a part of it and like be a part of the lead eight experience and you know all the fun things that they had going on and it was there's just a good group of girls um they i think their senior year or junior year because um I remember I was setting up for a basketball game and they were like, like before the game, they came up to me and were like, Sammy, can we come to your wedding? <laughs> or like, I think they said, if we win nationals, can we come to your wedding? And I was like, um, sure. Like, okay. <laughs> they ended up being like, we got, we got married when they were on a foreign tour. So it didn't work out anyways, but it was just funny. Cause they were just like, could we have a part of that? And I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, what about, if you have one, what about a horror story? I feel like everything is around basketball. Um, <laughs> there was one game in our old gym at CBU. Um, it's a tiny gym. And the bleachers come in and out. And um, the wire, so 
the way that I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a like a remote camera mounted um, at half court, and the wire, you know, goes under the the um, bleachers all the way up to this like back uh, room area, and apparently the wire got severed and um, didn't find out until you know. Like, as things are going on, we're trying to stream, nothing's working. And um, and that later that day, like, so we had a women's and men's doubleheader, and, like, the men's was um, televised. And I just remember, like, oh, gosh. You know, because that was, like, our coaches' film, too. And just, like, coaches' film, like, for basketball was the same as the stream. And it just was, like, the bane of my existence because, like, there was always issues. Like, my first year, we had this TriCaster. It was, like, an mm-hmm. old, like – huge thing and I remember one one game we were hosting like a Thanksgiving tournament or something and like it just didn't copy the game so like the coaches didn't get the film and I remember like staying late trying to like get the film off the TriCaster and then I had to like convert it and all this stuff and like it was actually kind of cool because that was when like my husband and I like bonded so like obviously it worked out but (laughs) it was just like oh everything was just pain especially in that gym it was just felt like there was always things going wrong I remember one year or one time the the cord to the camera got stuck on the robotic head and so like it wouldn't turn Mm -hmm. and so like I climb up the bleachers to like fix it and I like almost broke my thumb trying to fix it meanwhile like I have a person on Twitter like how the person doing video is like eating a jelly sandwich like (laughs) like no I'm just breaking my thumb to fix it for you yeah I'm trying to help you Right? I was so mad. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, this stuff is annoying. Yeah. I, I know that cord-severing cord story. I used to do broadcasting. I used to go to high schools and I used to do their games. I get super early. Like, I'm an I'm a early guy. Yeah. So, like, I'm always the first one. My boss isn't even the first one to games. Like, I'm always there before. So in broadcasting, I'm usually there about an hour and a half before. Yeah. And the gym is completely empty. I'm the first guy there. I go to plug everything in, get set up, get Skype connected to the station, and nothing's turning on. Nothing's working. And I look down to the to the cord, and I pulled it up, and it's just chopped in half. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is sectionals. This is sectional high school basketball in Indiana, like. If I if me and six other broadcasters don't get on air, yeah, there's gonna be like some there's gonna be pitchforks here at yeah. the school, like from from some of the craziest basketball fans. But yeah, I, I know that story all too well. Oh, yeah. um, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? Um, I mean, I'm always interested in like other sports that like I haven't covered. Like I when I was at Humble. Um, I covered rowing and I like never knew much about rowing and I was a student worker who was actually on the rowing team and she ended up like explaining everything like coxed, you know, all the stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I mean, that was a definitely a fun sport to cover one. It helped that they were good. They won a title when I was there, but, um, there was just like, it was just so interesting to like know like a new sport. And then even at San Francisco state and then CBU, covering wrestling um you know i didn't know much about wrestling either i know like wwe but that's not the same um and so like i remember before like my first san francisco uh wrestling duel i was like googling all the words to like figure out what does a pin mean what does it Mm -hmm. and like even then you have like the the referees like holding up signs and i'm like what does that mean (laughs) why did he do with like a rotating arm move Uh oh reversal okay like uh so it'd be cool to like i've always like wanted to cover a sport that i've like never covered before because i think it'd be fun to like learn a new sport and that's i mean people always tell me like be careful what you wish for like Mm -hmm. you know um you know i've i've been helping out a little bit with redlands um university out here and so like i talked to their sad and she was like yeah like I think, like, because they have lacrosse, and she's like, well, be careful what you wish for, because, like, lacrosse stats are crazy, and I was like... Yes, they are. <laughs> I was like, okay, but I was like, but that, that sport's always been, like, intriguing mm-hmm. to me, you know? Um, yeah, and then just, like, learning different things of, like, how people do stuff, like, 
I have been doing this for almost 10 years, but, like, I still feel like there's so much to learn. Like, that's what's really cool about, like, Cosida NACTA is, like, learning about, like, even stuff that you, like, didn't know that you needed to know. Like, um, I think, you know, crisis management, like, that's not something you, like, necessarily want to, like, want to know about, but, like, you also need to know about it in case ever something happens or, um, you know, just different topics that like come up that you're like oh that's really interesting like i didn't think about that yeah uh in your mind what traits or characteristics make a good sid um definitely someone that's able to like think on their toes um you know like there's we talked about it really like there's always going to be problems that happen and like you have to be able to like think about a solution but you also have to be like pretty calm about it so like it doesn't help to like freak out when situations are gonna happen like I've been there I know like I've freaked out where there's been like okay everything is going wrong come on um (laughs) but like at the end of the day like you still have to like take a breath and Mm -hmm. like work through it okay what can we problem solve okay the computer just crashed grab some paper let's start writing stats like um you know being able to be a good communicator is obviously a big thing like you can't just you know write random words like you have to be coherent and like make sense you know like you don't want people coming to your website and being like so wait what happened like, what is this yeah okay <laughs> um you know and then also being a good like kind of along the lines is being like a good storyteller like being able to like take a box score and like turn it into a story you know because there's times where that's my that might be all you get or um, you know, like I remember my first year at CBU, it was basketball, like basketball was up in the Bay area. And I think it was like a Tuesday. They were playing like Thursday, Saturday or something like that. And my athletic director came up to me and was like, Sammy, how are you going to write the games or the stories when you're not there? And I was like, well, like I'll, I'll follow live stats. And I think if they have video, I can watch the video. And he was like, well, Holy names isn't going to have video. We should send you. <laughs> and I was like, it's Tuesday, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, like, but, I mean, there's half the time, like, you get just a box score, and then there's times where you can't even, like, watch live stats, you know, like, whether there's, you know, problems on the other end with internet or whatever it is, um, people just don't always have them, and so you have to wait and get a box score, or, like, I remember one time at CBU, there was even, like, a water polo where all, like, coach sent me, we won 10 to 2, and I'm like, okay, cool, so can you give me some names of who scored, like, Mm -hmm. can I get some more information, because that's all I got, (laughs) I eventually got it, but, like, at the time, I was like, okay, great, congrats, but, like, I I can't write a story off that. (laughs) Yeah, I think, (sighs) even having to be able to tell some of those, like, adding color into those sports too you know right yeah like even soccer like obviously like I know soccer really well so like that was one thing like when I was at CBU like the coaches were always excited because like I knew how to turn like a 0-0 game into like a good recap because I mean sometimes those can be the most exciting games which people who don't like soccer are like what the heck there's no scoring how can it be exciting but you know there can be a lot of like action actually going on where there's near misses or the goalkeepers coming up big or whatever it is and like you know I either knew how to find that in the stats or like would think I found it in the stats and then be like hey coach so in the you know 82nd minute it looks like somebody got a corner off this like was it a good save like what happened and they I could get more information where it's like oh yeah so Becca had a cross off the byline and then, you know, so-and-so hit it and the goalkeeper tipped it over. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I can write that. Like, mm-hmm. give it a little more excitement so it's not just, so the teams were scoreless. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, I know you got an almost one-year-old on your hands and she's asleep right now. But when you do have some uh, free time, what what's, what's your, uh, what do you like to do to have fun? Um... Well, when my husband has free time, too, which oh, true, yeah, yeah, doesn't happen a lot. We like to go to the movies, so um, we do get every once in a while a date night um, <laughs> where we go to the movies, and hasn't been happening lately because it's middle of basketball season, but that's right. okay. Um, but uh, I also have 
uh, we also have a membership to the Aquarium of the Pacific, so I'll get my, my shark You're fix in. So, <laughs> um, Talk about coming full circle in an interview, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. so we, um, my daughter and I usually go, eh, depending on how busy I am, but, like, at least once a month if we can, and um, I have, like, my grand or my grandparents, my parents, her grandparents um, also have one, so we've gone with them because um, it's closer to them, but then my one of my friends growing up um, has a baby that's, like, a couple weeks older than my daughter, and she actually was, like, she gave birth early, and so I was all mad because she gave birth, like, two days after I was due, and, like, I, did, I was, like, two weeks late, so I was, like, cool. Like, Lucky, yeah. Right? I was, like, gosh, my daughter was cozy. She did not want to come out, um, but we've gone with her and her son, too, so that's been fun, and then um I, I don't know I just I'm I like being like social with people so like I actually have now I have a lot of friends that are like moms and stuff and so like I'll meet up with them for dinner or lunch or coffee or whatever and just catch up with people so that's always fun uh next time somebody is in uh the area I, I still don't know quite where I know Cal Cali but like quite where in Cali <laughs> Riverside is Riverside. probably, yeah, like an hour and a half from, like, L.A., okay. depending on traffic. If there's traffic, then it can be, like, three to four hours, but... Oh, fun. Um, yeah. Well, the 91 sucks, so okay. it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, I mean, it's, like, east. If you ask my friend, like, a lot of my friends are, like, oh, you're from L.A. I'm, like, not even close. Like, yeah, it might as well be. Riverside is not L.A. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's like, a joke that, like, people loop, like, all the city. There's either, like, you have L.A. or you have San Diego. There's no, like, Inland Empire and mm-hmm. Owen County. Like, it just all loops together. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. But okay. But the next time somebody's in the Riverside area for, for one reason or another, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? Uh, so there's a really good place downtown called Heroes. And, like, the portions are huge. So... Um, you have to be prepared for that because I think a lot of people aren't. But, like, that's something that we like to go to. Um, they have really – we've gotten, like, takeout from there all the time. It's not as much anymore because it's hard to pick up when you have a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, like, they have, like, these huge nachos that are really good. Um, and they have, like, just huge portion sizes. And then – yeah, there's also like I'm trying to think of what else there is. Like, oh, there's a really good taco place downtown, like Retro Taco or something like mm-hmm. that. That just been. Um, I went with my friend who's one of the athletic trainers at CBU, and it was really good. Um, so that that's a place that I want to go back, <laughs> but I haven't gone back yet. That one also is hard to get to because it's downtown, and you actually have to like park and get out. It's like not like a hey, swing up and. Pick it up, yeah. There's yeah. that that Bloomington is the same way. You have to pay for parking everywhere, yeah. and it is so annoying. Because in Evansville, it was not that way. We could just go some lot and walk over. Yeah. And I got cookies last night from this little like bakery place called Baked, and it's really fun. It's on a side note. It's really funny because I call Morgan, my girlfriend, and she goes, "What'd you do this evening?" I go, "Oh, I got baked." <laughs> and then she's like. <laughs> kind of stares at me like <laughs> stares at me really weird i'm like the cookies but yeah. like i have to it's like you have to drive around you, there's no like good pickup spot yeah. that's why uber eats thrives here i swear yeah. but anyway um if anybody want to get in touch with you maybe had any questions for you what would be the best way to do it so my email is ccc sammy with an i w at gmail.com ccc S-A-M-M-I-W at gmail.com. I've gotten, like, really good at those, like, leaving messages. You know, you leave your phone number. This is Sammy Wellman calling you back. Here's my number. Again, this is Sammy Wellman. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget. Right? Please. You know, I've been on the other end. Like, I think my parents, like, instilled that in me. Like, you know, you leave your message twice because people are going to be writing it down. And they're going to be like, oh, crap, you went too fast. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I never wrote messages down. (laughs) 
Well, especially now that you're on the iPhone and like half the time it just tells you what like it says. Yeah. Well, after this update, because like Morgan, her phone always did that, and she would read when she was job searching because she graduated in December too, and she was kind of yeah. in a rough spot looking for jobs, but um, she would always read her messages, and I'm like, how is how are you doing that? And now that I have the update and everything, I'm like, this is like a like a wizard. Like, yeah. how do they know like what yeah. it is? Even to just a funny side note, I don't know how much you pay attention to college football, but LSU's Ed Orgeron, you know how he kind of sounds yeah. like the cookie monster? Yeah, yeah. So closed captioning on Facebook for their for their Facebook Live <laughs> for him, it it just says G R R R R R R R like <laughs> And it was, <laughs> and it was perfect, and it was so funny. But yeah, those such things are crazy. But yeah. anyway, Sammy, we all very much appreciate you coming on. We have hit the hour mark. Ooh. We were aiming for forty minutes. This is the longest I've gone in a while. <laughs> so, and the baby is still sleeping. It's so still sleeping. Ain't, ain't ain't that great? <laughs> so, all right. Well, we have all appreciate you coming on. We we thank you again very very much for your time. Yeah, no problem.